Hello, and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 17. Today, we are talking about wind, which I know sounds extremely exciting, but we've got some pretty good stories to share, actually. It's really going to blow you away. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I killed it already. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) But first, what are we drinking tonight, Clay? Well, this is called Spruce Plosion, which I think is an excellent name. Spruce Splosion. Spruce Plosion. It's, you know, spruce trees. Yeah, something like that. Because, you know, everyone says a IPA tastes like pine trees. And this one leans into that hard. Oh yeah, it, it's supposed to be kind of a hazy. I don't, I don't really get the hazy on. No, it. there's not any hazy. It, it is sprucey and it is plosiony. Yeah, whatever that is. It's delicious. Um, it's. From, it is really good. It was recommended by the server that we had at. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's from Forty Ninth State Brewing. Yes. In. So I think their main. Location is in Anchorage, actually. Oh, okay. Well, we went to the one near Denali. Yes. In Healy, Alaska. Yeah, it's great. It's a really cute location, a really good visit. Um, another brewery that's like really good, even if you don't like beer. Oh, totally. Um, you would not have to consume an ounce of alcohol to have a very good time here. They have very good food. And soda. They make their own soda. Mm-hmm. And the kids got soda flights, which is really cute. They got so to do cute. like a tasting flight of soda. It was so cute. Um, the blueberry cream soda was actually really delicious, and I don't usually like cream soda. JoJo said her favorite was the melon. But she downed the root beer. But she drank the root and beer. And she got another root beer when yeah. we went back. Her favorite was the root beer. It <laughs> yeah. was a really good root it's beer. It's a super good root beer. It was cute. They had their own cola. That was kind of cool. Like it, It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, and was... so like there's fun drinks, even if you don't drink alcohol. Totally. Yeah, and the food was Top notch. Mm-hmm. We just had a couple appetizers. It was really, really. Grace got a flatbread. Joe got a burger. It was yeah. all really, really good. Everyone liked what they got. Yeah, and like sure. reasonably priced for how good it was. I thought. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was it was a solid place, and we camped there actually. Yeah, so they have like a little um, old abandoned campground <laughs> that is like owned by the brewery there. Yeah. And it's behind the gas station next door to it. And it was really hard to figure out how to get down there at first. Actually. It was. There were no real big signs from the road or anything. You're just kind of like trying to figure out where to go. And it's like, did I say it was abandoned? It's basically abandoned. It's, it's but the power's clear on. that they've bought a campground that was a different campground at some point. And whoever owns the brewery probably also owns that gas station. And there's yeah. like... It was probably a bigger campground, I think, and because I think where that employee housing is might have mm-hmm. also been a campground. And so there's employee housing for like the seasonal employees for the brewery down there on one half, and then like the other half is still a sort of a campground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, like we had a really pleasant time staying there, and there's oh, a was beautiful Husker Mountain walking behind us right now. Missed it. <laughs> uh, they, they so have, many of those up here. They had, yeah, so it was like $25 you pay at the brewery and you get electricity and they had 30 amp, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was solid. It was, a, I mean, like, other than the fact that like most of the trees had, or most of the trees, most of the sites had like. They're very heavily treed. Trees growing in them. It the sites are overgrown. terrible. Yeah. It looks awful yeah because it's like overgrown and the tables are like busted and it's just kind of weird we were actually able to stay hitched up though yeah it was pretty level really and we could stay hitched up and we walked to the brewery and there's actually like laundry and showers at the gas station right there and it's like a really convenient stop it was a great place to stop like right before going into denali which is where we came into today yeah because most national, if you're not like an RVer or camper, like most national park campgrounds, um, except for a few, like most of them have no hookups at all. So you don't have mm-hmm. electric, you don't have water, you don't have sewer, that kind of thing. And Denali specifically has kind of a weird system. I kind of like it. 
where you get assigned, you reserve a specific type of site, but you that's assigned based on the size of your rig, but you do not get assigned a site. So we had a reservation and we knew we had a spot, but we didn't necessarily know we had a spot we could fit in because we're on the large side of the type of site that we reserved. Right. <laughs> it's like it's a, like thirty feet max, and we're we're thirty feet and six inches. <laughs> We're like 31 feet, and it's, it's some of the <laughs> old literature says 31 feet max, and some of it says 30 feet max, so I think we're totally fine, but like... Well, obviously we fit. Obviously, we're fine. <laughs> it's tight. Um, And so we wanted to make sure we got here like early, so we had a pick of, like right at checkout time, check-in time, to make sure we really like had a pick of where to park. I don't think we mentioned it, but we're in the Riley Creek campground for this week. Next week, we'll be in the Teklanika campground. Mm-hmm. So we're ch- testing out a couple of the different ones. There's a lot to do here, and it's a very interesting and large park. That a lot of it is like, well, a lot of it's inaccessible right now because of the landslide, the Pretty Rocks landslide. Uh, so you can't get past a certain point, which is kind of a bummer. We'll definitely have to come back another time. Oh darn! Uh, but so terrible. We have there, to come back someday. You can get someday. to mile forty-three or forty-six, I think it is, okay. on the bus or mm-hmm. on your bike. So that's where we will kind of end our bus trip and come back or we'll go hike or whatever. But there's a lot of, in the wilderness areas, you're encouraged to hike your own path, uh, which is kind of exciting. So Yeah, that's that really surprised me. I had no idea. Yeah, they don't build any trails out there. It's like so wildernessy. They just leave it like wilderness. But they're like, yeah, go off, get lost, who cares? Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know what you're doing. If you don't, you maybe don't do You can do a that. discovery hike with a ranger, which might be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things to check out, but we're excited. We're going to meet the sled dogs. They use sled dogs here in the winter. Like I thought the sled dog demonstration was like a, oh, like an old timey demonstration. Oh yeah. Like a, if, yeah, like if we in, still use sled dogs in, these days, yeah, this is what no, it would be like. They breed and use sled dogs. The park rangers do like mm-hmm. they're, they're part of the park ranger. It's a big staff. part of the park, actually. Yeah, it's really cool. We watched the film. We watched the film. We never do that. But it was if we if there was going to be one to watch, it was going to be one of our dog's friends. <laughs> Definitely. It was great. So yeah, when we got in today, we uh, rode our bikes over to the visitor center, which is kind of close to the campground here. Yeah. We took paths the whole way. Yeah, it was great. And uh, popped in there, got our kids, got their passports stamped. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Denali stamps. It's a really good exciting. visitor center. I liked all the displays. We learned a oh, lot. It was a really cool one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we saw that the movie was like just starting. We're like, I bet our friends who had gotten there before us, I bet our friends are in there. And it's, they like eh, the movies. Let's give it a shot. And yeah, it, immediately we walked in, and I don't know if everyone else, because it was dark. I don't know if everyone else in our family was like grinning like I was. But immediately when we walked in, they were talking about dogs and sled dogs. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. We can stay for this. I'll watch this. I'll sit still (laughs) for this one. Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was a really good visitor center. If you're you're not a frequent traveler of national parks, like you, you just, it's not part of your travel or you aren't a, you know, you don't like... (laughs) live on their own you've only been to a few of them they're very different like i think that's the thing that continues to surprise me from each other you mean yeah they're Mm. all so different from each other they're run differently they have different types of visitor centers like they're all very unique yeah like they're not at all similar to each other for the most part yeah in a lot of ways it's true yeah so you never know quite what you're going to get sometimes the visitor center area is like super built up there's like a whole village there's like stores and stuff Sometimes there's like nothing. <laughs> I would say Denali's kind of in between those two. Yeah, I at think least so. for this visitor the villi- center. The village here area by like Riley Creek is like mm-hmm. it reminded me a little bit of like at Yosemite, um, in the valley there, mm-hmm. but not quite. As, it's not as built up as Yosemite. No, not at all. But there are like signs and trails, and it's but it it only goes so. The, the kind of built up part where you can drive your own car and um, all that it only goes to like 15 miles in. Mm-hmm. So yep. you can't get to very much of it with a car. Yeah. Beyond that, they only let the buses back there. We get to go a little bit further when we go into Teklanika. Yep. Because that's like a special thing. It's a, it's the furthest in campground. So 
I should say they only let the buses for motor vehicles. Yeah, you can bike. You can I, hike. I don't think it was always this way, though. Uh, I'm not sure because I I know the a lot of the wilderness was added in 1980. Oh, true. So I'm not sure, like, kind of when all of that changed. But that's like because it's like a special wilderness designation. We learned about this tonight at the Ranger talk we went to. They um they have very specific rules about even noise and things. So you, there's that's mm-hmm. part of why they use the sled dogs together. Yeah, and they're monitoring noise all over the park. It was so cool to learn about. We learned all yeah. about it. Yeah, really interesting about like noise pollution and what that means for wildlife and things like that. So yeah, it's um it's been really beautiful here. It is. It was kind of windy on the drive-in, though. Uh, yeah, it was. It was super windy. Super windy. windy. Not that not that pulling the airstream it matters, but yeah, it was. It's been really windy. Super windy today. Yeah, and where we're camped, we're like down in the trees, so it's like not you don't really notice it as much like down where we're at. But uh, we did when a sight across the street from us had a tree go down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a huge gust of wind, yeah. and we were still like setting up our campsite here. Yeah, you jumped because you heard. I was the like, oh, tree. "What is that? Oh no!" And I saw it go down. <laughs> At least it wasn't in our site. There, none of the trees here are like super old growth or super big or anything. Mm-mm. It's all like I don't know, pine or something. I wish I knew. It's like, probably the spruce. specific evergreen. It might be spruce, <laughs> but. <laughs> Doesn't it doesn't look like spruce? But everything was named spruce this and spruce that. All I know is we had a giant spruce in our front yard growing up, and the tree the branches went all the way down to the ground. There are different kinds, though, aren't there? Mm, fair enough. So what's it? it's the boreal forest? Boreal boreal forest, and it I learned about this at the visitor okay. center, and it goes all the way around the globe. Basically, it's like a it's a contig- like an ecosystem that it's huge. Goes like all the way around, not just on North America, but like all the way around that latitude. It's really cool. What? Yeah. You have to go look at the little globe they have in the. I missed that part. Yeah. Joe and I, Joe was like, globe, I spin it. And That's then... super cool. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I didn't know the that. The Boreal Forest, uh, the first ranger talk, we, we went to two ranger talks today. We were, we were super nerdy. Uh, the, the, the first one, the ranger said that the Boreal Forest accounts for like. A quarter of the oxygen we take in, basically, because mm-hmm. it's so big. Wow. Yeah. That and the Amazon. Yeah. Dang. Super, super cool stuff. But yeah, we watched when the trees go down. Yeah, it was so windy. This tree in our neighbor and our neighbor's back now, and I meant to tell them about this just well, in case. Well, it looked like it went down further, so I don't know if a ranger came by and cut it or okay. what happened. I wonder. Yeah, but it had it had like just kind of cracked at the base and blown down oh, like away from the campsite part of the campsite and um, no yeah. one was there at the time anyway but yeah it was scary we started like looking more closely at the trees that are in our site right we're like which way is the wind blowing which way would it fall oh man but anyway, wind we have some stories about wind and some of them are kind of funny so maybe we should tell them too yeah I mean I, pr- I mean it sounds like a lot of hot air but I promise it's gonna be good No, nothing? I'll read the letter. (laughs) Dear friend, the time has come to tell you one of my favorite and most comedic stories from our time on the road so far. This is a story about wind, which is probably the most difficult weather to deal with in an RV. Wind makes it difficult to drive or at times impossibly unsafe. It can also be very unsettling to ride out a windstorm in an RV, though it's only a true danger for a stationary RV in pretty extreme circumstances. Even so, feeling your home rocking in the wind isn't fun. This story takes us to Wall, South Dakota, just outside of Badlands National Park. We were finishing up the last leg of our last big trip with our Taximantis and headed out to boondock at Nomad View, an extremely popular and well-known boondocking spot on a literal wall above the national park. We parked away from the wall, across the road, as we were worried about the youngest playing so near a ledge. It was a beautiful, sunny mid-May day, 
and we set up all the things at our campsite as we planned to be there for a week. We knew it could get pretty windy there, so we made sure to stake and guy both our little play tent and the shower tent we used when we were off-grid. Our mantis had a very small toilet reservoir, and if we didn't want to have to dump it for a while, we would use an outdoor toilet with a bag and pack out our waste that way. It was our little outhouse set up behind the mantis. After setting everything up, eating lunch, and playing with the dogs a bit, we left them at the RV and headed into the national park. Most national parks do not allow dogs on hiking trails. It was a great afternoon, and we decided we should head back for dinner. As we did, I could see clouds rolling in and checked my forecast repeatedly. I was pretty sure the storm was going to miss us. There were no warnings or alerts. I figured we were fine. Maybe we'd get rained on a bit. Clay went about getting set up to grill burgers on our Blackstone griddle, running around with our oldest daughter and the dogs outside. I was prepping sides and other food inside while the littlest rested and watched a cartoon. Then we heard it. The wind came roaring in, making the RV shudder and shake instantly. Immediately, things started to blow around the campsite. Things that didn't usually blow around in the wind much. Clay got food picked up and put tables and chairs in the car. The oldest and the dogs went to the car. As Clay started to try to put some things back in the mantis, The wind would push hard on it every time we tried to open the door. The Velcro on the tent side of the mantis tore away, creating a wind tunnel anytime someone opened the door, and things started to fly off the counters and out the door. I held on to the littlest, and we both screamed as the RV rocked violently in the wind. Clay took the littlest to the car, and he and I struggled together to collapse and secure the fabric roof of the mantis. We went outside to head to the car, making sure the campsite was as cleaned up as possible. That's when we saw it. The shower tent, our little outhouse, shot straight up like a rocket and over the mantis. It began to fly through the air, tumbling end over end and into the valley below. We uh, left a trace on this excursion. As we got in the car to drive away to Dairy Queen and ride out the rest of the storm, I looked back, trying to memorize our little home on wheels in case it wasn't there when we returned. That's when I saw it. The toilet that had been in the tent still standing there, undisturbed, poo bags still in place. I lost it then. I could not stop laughing. After we ate blizzards for dinner and fed the dogs french fries and the rain stopped, we returned to see everything as we left it. We spent the night there but moved to an RV park the next day. Sometimes it's okay to give up, and sometimes pretty places you see in pictures actually kind of suck to visit. So friend, may we be like the potty that didn't blow away, sturdy despite everything. Well, hopefully not full of shit. See you down the road, James. Oh my gosh. So I think... I was the only one who found this comical at the time it was happening. You were laughing the entire time. <laughs> as as we are opening the door and things are flying out twister style. You like, are oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Joe and I thought we might die. You were like, I was like this is the funniest thing that's whoa. ever happened. Okay, that's some wind. Oh my gosh. Hold on, hold my beard. Never mind, it blew away. <laughs> we had Literal like metal tables get like warped and damaged. Like no, the just burgers one. like flew over. The burgers did not fly over. What are you talking about? I thought about? the burgers went on the ground. No, my well, it's because I knocked it over. But <laughs> oh, because you were too busy laughing. No, so okay, so I was out there cooking, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we gotta we gotta back up. The letter says it, but. Yes. The storm was all to the north of us. Yes. It was like, oh, it's going to go by us. And we're like watching the the And and it was moving west to east. Yes. This is the normal way of storms in the Midwest. Yes. Not in fucking South Dakota. They have a mine of their own, which I knew. I knew. Well, all of a sudden, the winds shifted. And it was that sudden. It was. It It was was just like all of a sudden. It was like, oh, fuck. Whoosh. All of us, like, I was using my fancy little Blackstone yeah. dome. 
to melt the cheese on top of the burgers, mm-hmm. just happily grilling away, being like, oh, I might get sprinkled on a little, but like, yeah, who cares? A couple raindrops, like you know, like whatever. We're, we're used to like a thunderstorm. Yeah, shoot. Even like a little windy, no big deal. Yeah, we didn't we, have the awning out. We like knew it got windy there. We were like most of the way through our second multiple months trip in the Mantis. Yeah. We like, and we knew it got windy there. So we like set up knowing it got windy there. Yeah, sure we did. Well, we didn't put the awning out. No, we didn't do that. We're like, can't do that here. No, didn't do that. Uh, we did. We we did put up the shower tent. Yeah, in hindsight, that was probably a sad choice. And we maybe used the cheap little stakes that came with it. Uh yeah, I was not behind that sad choice. <laughs> we had better stakes. We did. <laughs> it's like, oh, these are here, whatever. It's fine. I don't think I ever told you that. <laughs> I think you might have, but I don't remember. I don't know. All I know is as I'm like scrambling to not let our things blow away and not let all of our tables get and not blown just sit and down on the twisted in the wind and like carry our child to the car where she's safer <laughs> than like literally when I open the door to the rig like wind whooshes out at I me and starts literally carrying had to things hold out on to with her it. so she didn't blow away. <laughs> she was like not sure if she should laugh or cry. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's go. I carried her over to the car. Okay, get in. Yeah, you were like getting everybody in the car. I was like <laughs> getting derby ah! in there. <laughs> Grace was in there with <laughs> stink. Like we we managed to put down the top on the mantis, which was good. So, yep. all right, we I think we talked that about it together. before, but it's like a pop-up camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the wind had already, at this point, blown in one of the tent sides. Yeah, we didn't know if it was, like, irreparably damaged. We had no idea. And I'm we just cracking just, like, up. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. We just need to batten down the hatches. <laughs> and you're like, this is bad. This is really bad. Friends, it was, we were getting broadsided by like, it had to have been at least 60 mile an hour winds. It was a huge I, wind. I think it might have been 70 at yeah. some point. Like it, because we, we were, we, we were been, not, okay. So but, we had been in major windstorms in that rig and it, this was the worst by far. Yeah, it was. But we weren't prepared for it because we weren't expecting it, which was the funny part. But. God. Yeah, oh, but anyway, so like the icing on the cake, right? Mm-hmm. We'd gotten it, we'd pulled the tent top down. Yep. Right, we'd latched it between the two of us. We were able to do that even with the wind pushing on it. Yeah. Because right? that thing's like a big sail. And we were parked not right by the ledge, thank goodness. No. But on the opposite side of the road. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't worried about our rig or our safety specifically. I uh, later looked up if any rigs had ever blown over there. And in fact, they have. Well, not like a lot. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> so, good thing we were on that side of the road. But anyway, it didn't blow over into the road or anything. Because no. we pulled down the top. Yeah, it was totally fine. That it, thing once with the top down was like a tank. And as soon as we like got out and started heading to the car, uh-huh. all of a sudden, whoosh, over the top of the rig, literally flying off of the ground, over the top of the rig, like a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. It was like something out of a movie. Like. It looked animated. I can't describe it. It With such speed, the shower tent goes flying. It was the funniest thing. Off into the distance. We couldn't, like, you could see a long way from there and we could never find it. It is still flying and flying and flying like a balloon. (laughs) rising up into the sky that you have let go and it literally disappeared into the distance <laughs> we never could find it this little dot we tried we looked it made the next like day. A, it made like a sparkle it was the weirdest shit i've ever seen <laughs> so bizarre someone was like where did this tent come from <laughs> yeah it i do not like yeah we, we, we left a fucking trace, man. <laughs> we we did. I felt really bad about that. So yeah, stake your shit or else you might leave an entire fucking tent. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Don't use the cheap stakes, Clayton. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, at least it was just the shower tent. Yeah, I was really glad we came back when we did because we had thought about staying longer and the dogs would have been in there by themselves. Yeah, it's true. Uh, which wouldn't have been good. So yeah. No, it was it was good all around and we went and had Dairy Queen. We came back. We did not put the top back up the whole night. Someone came later that night after we went back. A couple people did. And set up tents like right on the edge. Yeah. We and I like, was like, Woo! <laughs> Uh, are you okay? Like, <laughs> I was worried about them like all night long. Like, I mean, you could. I was also worried about like, where the fuck are you going to the bathroom? Because we had a shower tent. But no, because like, if you don't have an yeah. RV out there, there's no bathrooms and it is wide open. Yeah, it is. You're not going to find like there's no privacy. a tree to go by. <laughs> no, it's a big old field and it's very, very busy. Like, it's very crowded. Part of the reason we left the next day, we like thought about staying a little longer. Like, eh, without the shower tent, we can't stay the whole week, but maybe we'll stay a few more days. And then this person pulled up, like, right next to us with like the loudest generator ever known to man. And like, we're like, never mind. <laughs> I, I was all for staying, but yeah. I think the rest of the that, Those people was were like, hilarious. We yeah, had one go. of those rigs with like the slide out the back. Oh yeah, and they were it was back, an outback. And they backed up like to the edge and put the slide over the edge. <laughs> As if like the bottom, because like the, the bed is in there probably, yeah, right? it's the bed, yeah. As if like the bottom of the bed was like a, a window out of the Sears Tower or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Willis Tower. Living on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> or is it back to the Sears Tower now? Anyway, It's whatever. something, I don't know. Anyway, it's like, it. And I think that was, so some of this was like, I was upset because of expectations too, because you see all these pictures of boondocking here and it really is like a beautiful spot. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I would go back with the Airstream. But yeah, well, it, it would take a whole lot of wind to move this thing. I, but I'd only do it for a couple of days because it's really tiring to be where it's super windy because it's like, you don't want to be outside that much and you like, it's just. It's tiring. Even yeah, it is the beautiful there, though. It is really, really beautiful. You can get a gorgeous view for like miles and miles. Mm -hmm. I would totally stop over there again with, with our current rig, but I wouldn't have even done it in the fifth wheel because the fifth wheel was a pain in the butt when it was windy. Oh, yeah. Um, But it just, not that like I was worried we were going to die or anything. Just yeah, that, it was like, tall, though, and it, it shook. It rocked like crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's unsettling, mm -hmm. even if you know yeah. you're fine. Oh, so, goodness. I mean, yeah, like, we had, what, when else have we been uh, victim so of the wind? The wind storm in, uh, there was like a really bad dust storm in when I was, we were at Picacho Peak. In which Arizona. Is in Arizona, yeah, it's like outside of Tucson. Mm -hmm. And you had driven to Tucson to do something. Uh, other way, actually. We'd, oh, you we'd drove driven up. north towards mm -hmm. Phoenix. Okay, I yeah. couldn't remember. Doesn't you, matter. It's like halfway between. Yeah. Uh, you had driven to town to do some stuff with Grace, mm -hmm. and Joe and I were home, and this was Mantis Days, so we had our, our awning out, which was, um, the, it had an ARB awning, which is like an overlanding awning, so if, you, if you're if you a camper, you kind of, you've probably seen these, They people put them on cars and stuff, and they're like, pretty stout, like, they're you really stake cool. them down, they have guy lines, it's like a, it's almost like a tent. Like it's really, and we would put like a tent room on it, like an attachment to give us like extra living space. And that held up in winds up to like, I would say like 30, 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So like a lot of wind. Most, for an awning. most RV awnings, especially like the um, electric kind, you're talking like 15 miles of wind and your miles an hour when you're putting that in. Like you don't want any wind on that. Yeah. Thing. And that's gusts not even sustained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, Getting up to like 25, 35 miles an hour is like pretty good, really. Yeah. Um, and so it had been windy when we were there, but nothing like crazy. And so all of a sudden, this dust storm kicks up. And I look outside and like the stakes are getting like pulled out of the ground. <laughs> Stuff's blowing everywhere. And the whole inside of the awning room was like full of stuff. And um, the way that one was, it has like a floor. It's like a whole tent. Yeah. And so... You have to move everything out before you can like really collapse it. And it's like a two person job, really, especially in the wind. And I had Joe out there trying to help me. She's like four. Yeah. And I'm like, we 
hold that try that and it was uh pretty comical but like you don't want to like let it go too bad because it'll bend the poles then it's a whole thing and it was uh i was so thankful a couple that was like camped across the like within view of us but kind of a few sites over um came running over i'm like do you need help he's like yes yes i do that's awesome i just need you to hold these things down while i put this stuff away and we got it all put away and it was so nice but yeah it was <laughs> we um yeah we gave them some firewood or something later but it was like they, was, they were so nice i was like oh my god yeah without fail um, when i leave the wind will pick if up the awnings out especially yeah or if like the gazelle is out but not like really well staked or yeah. something like you, you like didn't put the guy lines out on it or gazelle is like our current outdoor screen room pop-up yeah. tent situation yep uh, uh yeah which is how it is set up right now by the way ah uh, but it's totally tucked in there there's not it even, was super, there's not even room to put the guy lines on it there is super it was super windy today and it didn't move it's fine but wind is so much of a battle the joshua tree is where we finally did bend one of the poles on the mantis yeah yeah, I don't remember the details of how that happened. It's we, kind it was of a when we were at Black Rock. It was yeah. like we had. Were we gone? No, we came back. I don't know. It got up to like thirty-five miles an hour, but it was like the wrong direction. And it, I don't know. Everything was like so. We had it set up so cute in that little site we had. Yeah, we had to take it all down. Yeah, it was too bad. And then it put was, it back up. I don't know because it was like snowing, and then it was windy. It was a weird situation. All I remember is I really liked that campground. The campsite was a pain because we, we couldn't get level. And but I I really loved it. I loved getting snowed on in the desert. I thought that was the it weirdest was fun, and like, awesomest. It was the first time, thing. and then later it was like I'm I'm done with this now. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird, but fucking beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really pretty. The pictures it were was. great, but. That one was bad. Um, it was so recently in Red Rocks, uh, Vegas, like right after we got our Airstream, the first place we took it from, besides uh, RV Park was Red Rock Canyon Campground. Which is an amazing campground. It's so good. It gets real windy there, but it's really pretty. And it's a dry camping campground. I, I, we love Red Rocks. Like I will, every time we go to Vegas, try to camp there. It's yes, pretty cheap. Sure. It's dry camping. It's really convenient to town. You're like 20 minutes from the Strip. And you're like ten minutes from Summerlin, which is a really nice area, mm-hmm. and it's it's great. Like and Red Rock itself is just beautiful. It's worth doing the scenic drive. The rock climbing is great. The hiking is great. It's a great place. Oh, my favorite bouldering ever! Is oh there. my god, I love it. The rock is so good. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just fun. It's great vibes. Like good people around. Like yeah, nice place for sure. So the campground's like a lot of climbers and mm-hmm. some are some other RVs too. Um, yeah, for sure. So. Well, sometimes climbers are, actually oftentimes climbers are in vans. Often in vans. We met the one couple that had the little tab. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're cool. Re- really friendly place. Like, we, we always meet people there. It's a great place. Anyway, it was like almost the end of the week that we were there. I had just gotten back from a trip, like a work trip. Yeah. From Miami. I'd been in Miami for like 24 hours. It was gross. And <laughs> I don't hate Miami. I just, it was a bad trip. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, actually, I know it's popular to hate Miami, but I actually kind of like it. I haven't spent nearly enough time there. I thought I would hate it, but it's it's its own thing. Like, I wouldn't want to live there, but it's cool. But anyway, I was back from Miami, and I get in late, and my plane's like, you know, everywhere. It's super windy, but Red Rock's always, like, windier than it is anywhere else around there. And so I get out there, and, like, people's tents are, like, blowing away. (laughs) Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was rough. Grace was yeah, because you had left her to come get me in the truck. She had stayed home. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, it's really windy. Like it's making a lot of noise even in the airstream, which is unusual. Yeah. Um, and we know even more now how unusual that well, is. Well, yeah, it was a like, new rig. Then. It was new to us then, and we're like, this is we're not used to this. Um, yeah, it was super windy. But it was like getting up under the airstream and like yeah, <laughs> making strange noises and so windy so so windy and i felt really bad because like a bunch of the tent campers like called it or like slept in their cars yeah to- no i mean you just had to take your tent down i if think you- some of the tents did okay i think the one didn't have anything guide very well if you're very if you had like a 
good like, like backpacking like a, tent. Yeah, like a backpacking that's tent. That's like very low to the ground. Yeah, and you guide it out really good. You were fine. But like I don't think was... you'd be sleeping a lot. I barely slept. I this is the thing too. It's like those things those tents I... too, like I don't know why people like I know why people get those tents, but it's like I mean, that's like a coffin. Oh, a backpacking tent? <laughs> the the ones that are super low to the ground like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they don't blow over. Right, they don't. But like And they're late. There's like not even room to sit up. Oh, like the really, really low ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of climbers have those. It's really weird. We, but yeah, those were fine. Everything those are fine. Else. I think some of the other like just regular backpacking ones were fine. Really? Hmm. <laughs> just the people who had yelled at us about running our generator were not fine. Yeah, and there were like lots of tents in the campground that had to come down that night for yeah. people who just left. Because it was... It would I mean, have been like really unpleasant to be in a tent anyway. I mean, you don't think about like normally, I, I guess before we got on the road. Yeah. Like, wind sucked, especially when I was walking to class in college. Oh, there's always in the winter. Yeah, and the wind was like just relentless. Yeah, yeah. But like most of the time, a windy day, like so what? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like the threshold for wind problems yeah i think if it was like pretty high 50 miles an hour then you're kind of like oh if i'm getting broadsided on the highway that kind of sucks right it sucks but you still it's not that big of a deal in a yeah, car you cannot drive a trailer in that high of a wind on it's not lake. great it's not great the airstream is actually kind of still fine time. yeah but i don't i don't know like i never thought wind I never gave wind much of a thought. No, I have an app on my like phone now tornadoes. called Windy because yeah. it gives you very pinpoint wind speed <laughs> predictions. Yeah, which this is, is not super helpful. I ever would have used before, <laughs> but it's like, I need to know, is this going to be like 15 miles an hour or 25 miles an hour? Because that's a difference in what I can have set up and how I want to leave my campsite. And yeah. is it going to be, or is it going to be like 40 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour? Like, if I have the ability to position a different way, I might, or I might move to somewhere else where it's not going to be so bad or leave early like we did the one time in Cody. Oh, in Wyoming there. Yeah. We, By Cheyenne, yeah. Oh, Cheyenne, that's what it was, not Cody. Uh, we, I don't know where Cody is, but. We woke up and like everyone was leaving. And I, well, yeah, like, you I woke, woke up at like up six. Before we intended yeah, to wake up. Yeah, because it was like gra- a gravel campground and I heard people driving by us. It was just like a open like KOA journey or whatever. I heard people drive by, and then I heard another rig drive by. I heard like I heard the people next to us packing up. I was like, "Why is everyone packing up so early? Like that's weird. That's a different thing than normal. Yeah. Like, most of the time, like everyone kind of trickles out through the morning, and you know, like we get going around nine, and we'd be kind of in the middle of when everyone was leaving. Yeah. And I w- I was like, huh, wonder what's going on. And I pull up the weather, and I was like, oh shit, this could get really windy. We gotta get going. <laughs> yeah, we had a little drive ahead of us that day. Yeah, we were headed to Colorado Springs, and so we're like, "Okay, let's go." <laughs> we got, we got out the door and like in the car by like seven. We got on the road. It was great. We actually had a really good drive. Yeah, <laughs> we were, like, actually, we were, we were early. We like didn't stop. Everyone was. I think it was before seven. It might have been six. Yeah, by the it time might we have been. Out. We like we're like we gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah, it was super early, but actually, I mean, aside from like the kids being half asleep when they got in the car. It was good. We had a really good drive day. It was really nice. <laughs> it but, wasn't windy yet until after we got but, in. Like, we have to be so attuned to that. I check the wind all the time. Even with the Airstream. I would say the Airstream is like the least I've ever worried about it with an RV. Oh, by far. Because it's like driving with it, the threshold is way higher of feeling wind. Um, Even like noticing it really. Yeah, we felt it a little today. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't causing problems at all. No, God, no. It wasn't even like you weren't even slowing down. Cause, yeah, no, not at all. I didn't feel like it was pushing me really at all. Like yeah. maybe you like felt it for a second, but like with the fifth wheel. Oh yeah, driving, was... driving in even like thirty to forty mile an hour winds. Well, you're just driving it was a big box. Doable, but it's like you're fighting it the whole time. Especially it's really if it's exhausting. broadsiding you. Like, yeah, that is a... I, so I think the wind wears, you, wears you down when you're in, like, a windy place and then you're in another windy place. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I feel like that about like when we went to the Mojave. It was quite windy out there. It was. And I was just like, I'm just tired. I'm mm-hmm. just tired of this. Like, I just, I'm just tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to be outside at your site, really, because like stuff's blowing everywhere. And it's, it's just not like super pleasant. You don't have, especially if you don't have, if you're in the desert, you don't have any kind of windbreak at all. Yeah. It's just not that fun. And then it's like, when it's really bad, your rig like rocks and it's like you're on a freaking boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes in the cougar, because our, our bedroom was like up in the nose of the fifth wheel, which is like the part that comes over the bed of the truck, um, if you're not familiar. And like it, it rocked extra up there because it's like not as supported. Right. And, it's on the front jacks. Yeah. Like and you're pie. just like, Okay, well, it's kind of soothing, I guess. I feel like I'm on a cruise ship. <laughs> I mean, because it's not going to blow over. The thing weighs 12,000 pounds or whatever, or 14,000 pounds. They blow over. They do, but it takes a lot. It does. Like, it does. It takes a lot. Like, I've studied this pretty extensively because... <laughs> because that's what you do. Because that's what I do, and I, like, want to know if I'm going to be safe or not. And so I, like, I look pretty extensively into these things, and it's, like, it takes an actual, like, lot to... To blow over a rig. Um, like, what does it take? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, now I have to go look. Like, you should start worrying at 65 miles an hour if you're getting broadsided, depending yeah. on the size, shape, and, like, direction of your rig. Okay, I mean, that's, like, not that high. It's pretty high. Is that when you're driving or when you're parked? When you're parked, when you're driving, like, it depends on, it totally depends on your setup. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, but if they're pulling semis off the road, don't drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Even if they're and if they're pulling empties, if they're saying empties can't drive, you should really consider not driving. Yeah, especially if you have one of these high profile mm-hmm. rigs, because that's basically, I mean, close enough to an empty semi trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's very similar. Anything like the length of a semi, but like not nearly as heavy, right? Yep. Anything that's like not quite as long, but close to as long as a semi, and like not quite as tall but close to that tall yeah yeah like be careful it's pretty lightweight and pretty big surface a pretty big sail yep i have to imagine if you live on a boat it's probably even more like like i know people do this like road life thing except it's like on a sailboat they live on a sailboat Mm -hmm. which sounds amazing if you don't get seasick awful Actually amazing, but also awful for me. I yeah. talked to someone who was a photographer who did my like professional headshots for my last employer. Yeah. And he had lived on a sailboat with his family for like a couple years. Like way back to like before it was like before I ever knew it was like a thing. Yeah. That's really And he was like, Oh, so like living in an RV, you're like really attuned to the weather too. And I was like, Yeah, probably not as much as a sailboat, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to keep it in mind. Like, well, I you... mean, yeah, with the sailboat, like, that's how you're getting around, too. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you would never do the sailboat life thing, huh? Oh, I love sailing. Yeah, I was going to say, you learned to sail when you were a kid. I did. Is um, that not the, like, bougiest thing ever? I know, right? But no, I lived in small town Illinois, and I went to Lake Bloomington and did a sailing camp for, like, fifth graders or whatever. It's so cool, though. It actually was super cool. They had these little plastic, like, tiny little one-person sailboats that we learned on. And, no, it was super fun. Loved it. Loved to sail. Really learned a lot about it, and we got to the point where we could, um, by the end of it, like, actually steer and, you know, understand how to control a, a boat with two sails as well. But I couldn't do it again today. I'd have to retake a course. But, but I've wanted but, a sailboat since I was a kid. Since that point. Unfortunately, um, you know, when you get older, things that were like, oh, yeah, I feel a little gross in the car when I read as a kid is like I get pretty motion sick now if I'm in choppy seas. So meanwhile, I take him on every ferry and cruise ship I can find. Sorry. Yeah, you love the water. I love it's okay. I do too. I mean, I really do too. Is the thing. I love the water on a big boat. On a I'm small boat, I'm a different go. person. But I take my meds if I know it's going to be bad, or I, yeah. you know, make sure I'm outside getting that fresh air. Yeah. 
I know. Right? I was. I always forget. I don't like forget in a. I forget that you get motion sick, and because the rest of our family just like we all really like the water. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, oh, I want to do this. In we in a couple of weeks we're doing this like Kenai Ford Fjords tour, and the, yes. the way to see the glaciers really is by the by the water. And there's like a very popular tour. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I was talking to you about it, and I was like, I looked it up. <laughs> People said it's like 30 rough minutes one way and 30 rough minutes the other way. Other The rest of it's pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. I just need to take my meds. It, one boat that you really uh, loved and I hated, though. Oh, the whale watching tour? Well, that one and Made of the Mist. Oh, both of those. Yeah. I hated Made of the Mist. <laughs> Which so is Made of the Mist. And Niagara Falls. It's is that the, Niagara it's Falls? It's the cheesy, classic Niagara Falls thing. I did it with my family when I was a kid. The kids and loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it when I was a kid. And so I was really excited to take you all there and do that when we were I'm popping really through Niagara Falls for a night. It. And I thought everyone was going to love it so much. The, the kids, kids loved did. They it. loved it. I, I loved it again. You were like, this is not good. I, How many of these boats have sunk before? <laughs> Spoiler alert, like. None, maybe one I think ever. It was one accident, but, the, but it was they've like been a doing long it for a hundred years. I look up. I literally, if I get it on anything that seems remotely sketchy, I Google that thing and accident. Yeah, you do. I, this is like the opposite of what I do. But anyway, <laughs> like I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because you're just gonna do it anyway. I guess we were already on it by the time. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm doing it anyway. Like, why would I? I gotta care? know. I gotta like, know. <laughs> If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You know, like if it's in a cool way, so much the better, I guess. <laughs> Clay's taking a free soloing next. It's fine. Maybe not that. <laughs> That's a little too extreme for me. Also, I am not that good of a climber. But... Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> Regardless, the Maid of the Mist. Yes. Uh, is this awesome boat. You get... They put a bunch of people on it and it's completely mild, not at all choppy. No, but they take you like into the waterfall. They don't take you in the waterfall. (sighs) They just take you out past Niagara Falls and to Horseshoe Falls. Over to Horseshoe Falls, which is right next to Niagara Falls. It's actually way cooler than Niagara Falls. Even more amazing, especially if you're on a boat out there where all this water is falling down in a horseshoe around you and you're just getting pelted by mist on every side. The boat is rocking. Overwhelmed. The boat is not rocking. Maybe it was, a little. Maybe it was a little definitely bit. rocking. You're standing up. It's everything it's is very wet. crowded. Everything is wet. It's very crowded. You're standing up. I don't know why you wouldn't love this. You're like <laughs> sweating under your under your poncho. Poncho. So they give you the like blue ponchos that are. You're sweating <laughs> under iconic. your poncho because you stood in line for an hour. And well, we weren't supposed to have to stand in line for an hour. And you haven't had dinner. Yeah. And it's very crowded. And you can't see anything because the mist is so thick. And it no, feels you can like see it. You feel like you're like driving into the falls. And it's terrifying. I'm really sorry. I did not think you would find it It was scary. like a major sensory overload situation yeah, for, for me. sure. I didn't think I would either. I was like, this is great. And I was like, this is not great. <laughs> I'm sorry. As soon as, with the parts so where we weren't in that, I was totally fine. But yeah. that part for me was not fun. I was like, get out of here. Why are we still here? This but there was sucks. no wind that day. No, there was no wind. And there was a lot of wind when we were on the co, <laughs> which I think we talked about. But yeah, the, going over to Victoria Island, yeah, that was just, a gale warning a gale that order. day. It's fine. Oh yeah, I had to go out back on that one. I was, we were fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ship did move a lot, but you a know, lot. we were fine. No, the whale watching. Oh God, it was oh, windy that day. It was not. It was. It was not. It was. It was borderline of if they were even going to go. What? Yeah. It was not that windy. It was windy. Okay, whatever. It was not quite too windy to windy. cancel it, because like, they cancel it if it's real windy, because that happened the day before. If it was really windy, we wouldn't have been able to hear each other talk. It was like not that windy. It was too windy for that tiny boat. No, it wasn't. We were fine. It was like so, so cool. 
We probably haven't talked about this on the podcast. I think we might have a little bit. Like when we talked about seeing animals, we talked about seeing the great whales. Oh, that's right. Yes. But I don't think we talked about it a ton. Yeah, no, I think I mentioned it like blew out of its blowhole and knocked my hat off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't it think we talked about me having a panic attack. The coolest experience. It was really, really cool. And also I mean, like- It, it was wasn't, overwhelming. It wasn't just you. There were several people in our group who were like, Okay, this now. was cool, but now let's go. Yeah. Because well, these whales are like, not only is the ocean like kind of lifting our boat up over and over again. And right? it's a small boat. There's like, it's but a it's tiny very boat. Bottom heavy. Like, th- these boats do not capsize. Like, it would take a lot. Literally, but, a boat like that with people on it had capsized like the day before in somewhere. Okay, whatever. Fine. And a bunch of people died. What? Yeah. I think it was like another. It's it was a sad story. Anyway, I I'll, I'll pull it up. It's it's for real. Okay. Not where we were in Mexico, but yes, right. like a fishing boat like that. Like, yeah, but they can take a lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that was like in a storm. Yeah, exactly. We were not in a storm. We were fine. The seas were there were big swells though. There were some swells, definitely. I would not call them big swells. No, no, nothing came up over the side of the boat. No, because nothing could because it just rocked. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're supposed to do. Anyway, uh, the whale was coming under the boat. The wheels were pushing the boat around. They pushed the boat around. The whale could have knocked the boat over if it wanted to. They totally could. <laughs> they 100% This the, is a tour where could. you wear a life jacket the entire time. Like they, They're like, you might fall out of this boat. Um. On a small boat, you should always wear a life jacket the entire time. I know. But like, yeah, there's no question about it. Yes, we shouldn't have been getting on a boat that size without wearing a life jacket the whole time, especially in open ocean. It, it's a cool tour. It, it was, was such cool. a cool tour. And also, I totally get why it was I was good for like an hour. Like, the okay, the last need, half hour, I was like, I saw this. the whales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting any extra enjoyment out of this. <laughs> yeah. We have seen the whales. For sure. Literally one blue blowhole water all over my face. Like, I pet a whale. I do not need any more of this. It was so cool. It was cool. And I would be like kind of freaking out when we were sitting there and there were no whales around. And then a whale would be close and I'd be like, oh, whale. Uh-huh. And, exactly. then, and then we'd be like, not by whale anymore. And I'd be like, I need to stop this. So then, I don't know. I mean, like, we've dealt with all kinds of weather. Yeah. All kinds of conditions as RVers. Yeah. I still think wind is the most Wind is the worst, and it makes frustrating. everything yeah. else harder. It does. I mean, like, oh, shoot, when we were winter camping in Iowa. I was just thinking about that, yeah. It was like, oh, it wasn't. it's not so bad. It really wasn't. The highs were, like, in the teens one but day. When you don't have skirting. Uh-uh. Which is. And your rig is like sitting up on top so of a hill. So skirting is like the part. Oh, sorry. that, like yeah. if you're not familiar. It's like um, if you see winter. Especially in the winter. People mm-hmm. have it. Uh, people especially that are like longer term at a spot. They'll put a skirting on the bottom of the rig. Like which keeps air from going underneath the camper. Which helps keep the pipes and the tanks from freezing. Yeah. So we had our fifth wheel in Iowa. Uh-huh. In the winter for uh-huh. a week, uh-huh. visiting family, uh-huh. and we were at an RV park, one of the only places that was like open. Um, well, and had water. The state parks were open, but the water was all shut off, right? Yeah, so this actually had water and stuff. Really yeah, which we just filled our tank anyway because, like, we, we didn't, didn't have, have a heated, heated hose. hose yeah. But regardless, it would not have been bad. It would not have been a problem even, I don't think. Without the wind. Without the wind. But the we were sitting on top of a hill and along I-80 there, it's just like you a just really windy wind. corridor. Yeah, it's insane. Just like constant wind. So we kept freezing our pipes. And the pipes on like under the kitchen sink. Yeah. Basically in the cooker. We ended up running the furnace at like 80 degrees. We went through a 30-pound bottle of propane every single freaking day we spent so much money on propane it was nice that they came and picked it up and filled it for us that was so cool (laughs) it was like what service 
They were really nice. It's a great place. Oh, totally. They were super nice. Sleepy yeah. Hollow, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. Yeah, I mean, like just good. a. Like, it was a sleepy little RV park along the. I bet interstate. it's a party in the summer. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Definitely. It was cute. But, but in the winter. Yeah. You know, it's not just some long-term people. Yeah. But it was. There wasn't much going on there yeah. for obvious reasons. So we. But yeah, the when, wind just compounded the winter weather. The wind made it way harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can, man, it's funny. But yeah, rain's not that bad. I never would have told you. You try to like roll with the weather too when you're in a mm-hmm. beer. You're like, ah, it's raining, whatever. I'm still going to go do some stuff. Totally. But I wind never is, would have like, told you wind was going to be the worst. No, and it's like, it's like I said, it wears you down. You just get tired. It's yep. like you can't escape it. It's bothering you when you're driving. It's bothering you when you're like in your house, like in a way that is not the same as when you're in a sticks and bricks house. Totally. I think there's like a different threshold, right? Yeah. It's, and it probably depends on what kind of rig you have too. Yeah. Like I'm not sure it would bother us that much if we had a van. Maybe not. Probably not. It bothers us less in the Airstream. A lot less. Than in our fifth wheel or in yeah. the Mantis. Yeah. For different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I mean, like if we talk, think about like when we had sticks and bricks houses. Yeah. Like it took a lot. Wind, wind got concerning when it was, like, really, really windy. And also, it depended on the house, though, too. Like, our 100-year-old mm-hmm. house, like, it shuddered a bit in the wind. Yeah, but it was still fine. It was. It was drafty as fuck. Oh, no. The one I was most worried about in the wind was, do you remember our very first apartment in college? Oh, God. That thing seemed like it was going to fall apart. That building, I swear. <laughs> it was like Are those one of these, still like, there? I don't think they use them anymore. These like um God, they were four awful. apartment, yeah, like, like really like cheap quadplex apartments that had been around since like the seventies, and like built out of like matchsticks. Yeah, it was bad. It was like um, you heard everything. We were on the top floor, and you could hear everything below us. I'm sure that people below us hated us because oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> we had a we, drum set. We we're not quiet people <laughs> and a bass. Yeah, <laughs> and it was. It was like the the married student housing. Yeah. Well, and and grad student housing, but especially, yeah. um, yeah, that specific spot was especially they put like people who had families and and you know were non traditional stuff yeah. there. If especially so, there were like a lot of international students and stuff. Yeah. Um, who it was a big apartment. I mean, we were there specifically because like with my scholarship, like it covered my housing. Yeah. Clay so like, had an academic scholarship. Yeah, there was no... Yeah, no, it wasn't athletic. <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason... It also wasn't youth-based. It was just purely academic. Sure. But there was no reason to get an off-campus apartment because... No, because it covered all our... Like, I got I to live for been, free by living with you there. just forfeiting that money, yeah. That's, like, why I talk about, like, when we got married in college, and, like, partially it was, like, a really good financial decision. Yeah, actually, it worked out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder if there's a way we can, like, turn around wind for, like, for good, though. You mean, like, like on the road? Windmills? Well, yes, but, like, for us specific, like, you know how we have, like, solar little, panels on our RV? I think you will get those. No, I think that's a thing. I think you can get a little wind turbine for your RV. No way. Seriously? I swear I've seen it. Wait, what? Yeah. A wind turbine on your RV? <laughs> I've seen people with like anemometers. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of So let's geek out here for a second, right? <laughs> then, like, you'd be happy when it's windy. Right. Exactly. Like, that's like why I'm mad when it's cloudy right now. It's like, oh, I'm not getting solar. Well, so I just like the sun, but I, yeah. I do, but I'm a moody Seattle bitch at mm, heart, like a moody yeah, sure. Washington bitch. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't hate when it's a little drizzly, a little cloudy. I also like the sun, but but also yeah, like, my skin burns in the sun and I get a rash. So. I mean, it's definitely possible. Like, fun fact, it was like July 1887 that someone did the first like personal wind turbine supplying electricity to their home. Oh, is this your fun fact? <laughs> this is a fun fact. This is one of the fun facts I found out about wind. 
Clay has decided to make this like a informative podcast. I'm very sorry. Yes, it was Dr. James Blythe in Scotland designed and installed the first electricity generating wind turbine in recorded history in his garden. I am like looking up wind turbines that are like personal sized wind turbines. And it was to light his holiday home. Isn't that amazing? Wow. It's basic like basically we'd be doing that. Here is a 400-watt, 12-volt wind turbine generator. Are you kidding? It's only $300. Wait. Okay, now we kind of have to get this and test it out (laughs) and tell people about it. I love this. friends. Yes. We're apparently buying a wind wind turbine turbine on the Airstream. And then when it's windy, we'll be like, yes, it's windy. Or, oh no, is it going to break off? Oh, yeah, now we have to worry about Starlink. I got mad. What do we have to do? Oh, when we were at Top of the World, it got really windy, and I was like, oh, shit, we've got Starlink, our stupid We have dish, our dish that we our put up. Our satellite dish for our satellite internet. On an extendable flagpole. It's like on the flagpole. I'm like, this thing's, gonna, this thing's $700, and it's going to fall down and break, and we're going to buy another one. I have to, like, put it on the flagpole and, like, extend it up towards the heavens in tribute to Elon Musk every time. <laughs> <laughs> you have to a prayer to Elon. <laughs> <laughs> a prayer. Sacrifice a small animal. Yeah, exactly. A, a prayer to the internet gods out there. Um, the Greeks had gods for each cardinal direction of the wind. Oh, is this another fun fact? It's another fun fact. <laughs> fun facts about wind with clay. <laughs> I would read their names, but that would just be too fun. Oh, God. (laughs) Now we just raise up the dish to Elon. Yeah. So, okay, we'll let you know how our wind turbine. I've seen people with the mounted anemometers on their rigs, but you can get a wind turbine for your rig. Apparently. And people do this on RVs. I need to look into it more, but I swear I've seen it. Can Can we splice it in? Like, with our solar, we can't. No, that wouldn't make sense. No, it would just be a separate system. Yeah, we'd have to... Okay, it has we'd a have controller. To run, we'd have to run wires. Okay, it has yeah, its own... Yeah, we just have to hook it up control. to the batteries. Okay, sorry, this is getting too RV nerd. But, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, if Where are we going to mount it? Know, we have an Airstream. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On the roof. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's not, it can't be permanently mounted. Ooh, what? It, oh, wait, really? I, well, I don't think so. Not on the rig. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You're right. Because when you drive, you're like... Ooh. Oh, it would charge <laughs> so well while you're driving. <laughs> this is great. You never have to worry oh. about power again. And I'll never hate the wind. Oh, like I love the wind. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, wind is hard. It is hard and actually it's like formless, but Oh my god. Hard wind, that would be awful. I've got the puns so bad today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got the puns. It's like I've got the runs. I've got the puns. <laughs> so things blow away and sometimes you leave a trace when you don't mean to. And uh, Don't do that. It's bad, so And don't don't I s- I really don't think we had a bag full of potty on okay. the outdoor potty. You think that? When the shower tent blew away. You think that? Or at least I don't think it was there afterwards. It was. And it didn't splash all over the rig. So oh, it was distinctly in my memory, it was the seat only that was left. Oh, I thought the bag was in there. I don't think there was a bag. I'm just hoping there wasn't because, oh, man. No, it didn't go away. It stayed there. I know, but that's just. All kinds of like irresponsible on our part. We threw it away eventually. Oh wow! <laughs> Just wow! We would have driven away with that there. No way! It was not there. Okay. We did not drive away and leave a fully exposed bag of human waste. It was just pee, I think. Okay. With, With the, the little gel powder yeah. stuff in it that like, yeah, but no, I don't think so. Okay. No. 
There wasn't a bag. No one had used it yet. I thought I had something like that. Oh, you would know. It's not like my memory is better than yours. It was a bit of a whirlwind, so to speak. (laughs) No, you've got it. It's contagious. It was a whirlwind. Except for the world part. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. This has gone on too long. It has. Have we we heard from any of our listeners? Uh, not really this week. Um, we had Listeners, a follow. Come on. Well, we had a follow up from Kathy about her bear count not not increasing. So that was sad. Yeah, ours hasn't uh, either. Yeah, ours. Ha- we're in fucking Denali. There should be a bear out our window. Damn it. We're still at four bears, guys. And and I was promised moose in this campground. I've not seen a single fucking moose. Well, hold your mooses. Like horses. Um. No, that one didn't work. Uh, no, okay. But oh. I'm sure, I'm calling it now, by next week's podcast, we're going to have an increase in the moose count. I hope so. And I th- hopefully the bear count, too. We're doing the bus ride into the park further on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get something there. Uh, we're going to see some dogs. Yes. Um, this makes yeah. me unbelievably happy. Yeah, but no, we we've seen like no wildlife this week at all. Okay, well, it's a little sad. Let us know if you have. Let us know how you have harnessed the power of the wind. Oh my god. Um. Or yeah, what your worst experiences with wind or other weather on the road or otherwise has been? Yeah, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Our and you probably wonder how can you reach us. Yeah, Jamie. How can they reach us? You can find us on social media on Instagram at Letters from the Road Pod. Twitter is LFTR Pod and TikTok is Letters from the Road Pod. We're not on threads yet, but I suppose we should be. Um, because it's better than Twitter, I guess. I don't know. We're already sending up our offerings to Elon Musk. So gross. <laughs> It's awful, I know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can... But yeah, if, you, if you're all on threads and you think we need to be on there, tell us why. Uh, you can find us on Substack directly at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. You'll get emails when our podcast comes out and our letters directly in your inbox on Mondays and Fridays. I'm also thinking about starting Bad Poetry Wednesday if you are interested in that, so let us know. Uh, Wait, is it bad? I... Maybe it's good. Good Poetry Wednesday. <laughs> Can just be Poetry Wednesday. Poetry Wednesday. <laughs> I almost said Webstay. <laughs> I don't know why. Poetry Wednesday. Um, spruce Splosion, baby. Spruce Splosion. Uh, so, what? anyway, um, that's the substack. You can also email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. Please do. Many ways to get a hold of us. We also have a Facebook page. Excellent. Letters from the Road podcast. So many, many ways to get a hold of us. I will start posting again more this week. Um, Yeah. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Hope your summers are going well. I hope you see some cool animals. Awesome. Until next time, friends, we'll uh, see you down the road. Bye. Bye.